ready? Whenever you're ready. Whenever we're ready. I'd like to welcome everybody to Really Life. I'm Nancy. I'm Dee. Yeah, so today, what I was thinking about, I mean, we definitely want to touch on it being Mental Health Awareness Month and just say a few things about that. But for the rest of the conversation, I was thinking of instead of having a like guided or topic mm -hmm. conversation is to just have a conversation about where we're at right now, how we're feeling about things opening up because I'm feeling a little anxious about some things and with COVID, with, with, everything COVID, with how to kind of reintegrate back into things. Right. Yeah. So I thought that could be, because I think there's probably a lot of people feeling that way and some that don't, but I think it's important to kind of touch on. Sure. It kind of coincides with mental health awareness, oh, you yeah. know, because we've got to be mindful of that, not only for ourselves, but for those around us. And a lot of people are anxious. Yeah, absolutely. And fearful. And fearful and not quite sure how to navigate even shaking hands or hugging or that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. As far as the mental health month goes, Dee put some statistics up on the wall here, which I find is very interesting. And I also find it helpful. One of them is one in five adults experience or have mental illness reported. So probably more, which that's yeah. probably very true. It's always, you know, the numbers that was reported, they're always higher. Because Absolutely. a lot of people will not report it. Right, right, which I think is interesting. There's also 16 million people have, have a major depressive disorder. That's a lot. That is a lot yeah. when you think about it. There's a lot of depressed people out there. Right. Well, unless they're living the life, doing the medication, yeah, therapy, whatever treated. they need to do. And approximately 90 million people have some sort of mental health issue. 90 million. 90 yeah. million. When you think about that, and what I find interesting is that there is still so much stigma associated with mental illness. Yeah. When there's all nine, approximately yeah. 90 million people. Right. It's not like it's a, a maybe a thing. Right. Or it's just a few people. Right. There are a lot of people out there that need to be acknowledged. And right. What is that word? It's not acknowledged, but when you validate. Oh, absolutely. They need to be validated. But for one, what they have is not rare. Right. Mental illness, 90 million, is not rare. Right. And exactly. that it's just like, to me, any other disease. I just posted it on Instagram mm -hmm. because going through my health stuff, when I get a new symptom or something happens, it affects my mental health. Sure. It's, I have to work more on my mental health around it than I do the actual symptoms. And then the same thing with mental health. Sure. It can also affect their physical health because of not taking care of themselves because of the illness or because the drugs don't make them feel good. So mm -hmm. then they have all these little health issues or the blood work checks that they're on the heavy kind of med. It's so hand in hand. It's not like mental health is some disease that shouldn't have any stigma around it. I just, I get irritated. Right. I get, yeah. No, it's understandable because it, it's kind of like when you first start attending AA meetings. You're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic, or yeah. you're an addict, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of look at you weird, like yeah. something. But then it becomes acceptable, and I think it's a little different with mental health issues when there are so many people, and so many people that I know, and I don't think anything of it. Right. I don't. It's not like there's a a judgment towards it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Right. So you go figure out what you need to do to take care of it. Right. That's it. Well, that for me is part of this 
where I get irritated because it is just like a physical ailment the fact that it's a disease in the body. Right. And they have all kinds of cancer centers and all kinds of fundraisers and everything for breast right. cancer and even lupus and, you know, all those sure. things. And they're provided money to do things to benefit, you know, and I know they have some stuff like that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the mental illness are in poverty. Yeah. Because there's no one to help them. They're trying to live off disability. Right. And that's part of where the stigma comes from. Whether these poverty people roam in the streets or living in the streets. Because right. there's no place for them to go. Right. They're not getting as much assistance and help. Mm -hmm. And I know it's gotten better. Because yeah. I've been, you know, I've worked at a mental health facility. I know all the things that are opening up. Yeah. But it is still just so sad the help they yeah. don't receive. Well, and I think it's, you know, like we were talking about last week, I think it's just ignorance, not knowing anything yeah. about it or having a, a judgment. You know, you knew somebody who was whatever and had a bad experience. So everybody who has that is that. I have some people I know that have major depressive issue mm -hmm. or I'm trying to think one of the, like some people have mental illness, you can tell because it's extreme or like PTSD. Right. And some of the eating disorders, which is right. also a mental right. illness because, you know, and I would never know. Right. They're on their meds. They're living their best life. Right. But there's the other part that everybody sees and that is the ones yeah, you know, that you're trying to walk down the street and they're in your face, you know, saying, right, oh, you have a devil behind you or whatever. <laughs> and you know, like I said, you know, they don't have any place to go. Right. You know, a lot of them on the streets are mental illness. Right. And a lot of people just don't understand that they have nowhere to go. Mm. And the money that they're getting for being disabled and having disease doesn't help them. And they're, they don't have these extra people making sure they're taking their meds and right. helping guide them. And like I said, I worked at that one mental health place, and they have case managers and stuff, but they can only do so much. Right. Can't be there every day and make sure. Like hospice. I know that if I have a friend dying or someone's going through cancer, there's just so much available to them. Mm -hmm. So many people backing them, so many companies and organizations doing things. Mm -hmm. And it would just be really, really nice to start seeing that for mental health illness. Yeah. That's my earth. Oh, I get it. I get it. I mean, it definitely has come a long way. Yes. But of course, there's there's always room for improvement for all of yeah, that. Yeah, definitely you know? with mental illness. Service. Yeah, we've so, definitely come a long way. They used to call put women in mental institutions for hysteria because they spoke up to their husband and said, <laughs> right. I don't want to do that, or you do the dishes tonight. And she's in hysteria and goes into a mental asylum. Right. I was just here, and you know, one of my podcasts I listened to, and they were talking about mental illness back then and yeah. what was considered a mental illness. Right. That's women funny. speaking up was a mental illness. That, that's glorious. That's too me. funny. <laughs> that is too funny. But it's true. <laughs> so they definitely. Yeah, we've come a long come way. Come a long in some way ways. on that. So that that's that's always a good thing. <laughs> uh, even epilepsy, they yeah. thought was a mental illness. Yeah. They didn't understand that it was a health issue, but because it came from the brain, it's just not right. You know. All right, I'm off my sofa. Soapbox. I don't know what they call it these days, but I we used to call it our soapbox. Soapbox, whatever. High horse. Whatever it is. Doesn't really matter. So we got all that information from the NAMI website. Or D did actually. I did. They have so much information. Oh yeah. There. I yeah. love it. And I NAMI walks is coming up. I think I'm gonna mm -hmm. do that this year. I haven't done a walk in a couple oh, of years. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So appreciate that. You know how Amazon has that Amazon smile? Mm -hmm. My stuff goes to Nami because I'm such a believer in that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think every little bit helps, no matter who you're donating to. That's always a good thing. Yeah, I did see 
one of my groups this last week, the anxiety and the angst of COVID, the, you know, the reopening. Are we going to wear a mask still during the meeting? Or are we just going to stay apart? apart? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? You know, I'm my usual, I'm tired of wearing a mask. I don't want to wear one anymore. Mm. If I go into a store, I don't care. When I'm sitting talking to someone in a meeting, sure, I hate wearing a mask. I like to be able to hear them in the facial. I can pick right. up easier. Also, just like to be able to see everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, you know, for me, it is we've gone for so long having to wear masks. And it's more about not only for myself, because I do have an autoimmune but for the people that I'm around. And as far as the mask goes, I mean, I'm fully vaccinated. And from what they're saying with the CDC guidelines and stuff, those who are fully vaccinated can lighten up on the mask wearing and that right. kind of stuff, which, which I'm grateful for because it, it is, <laughs> it gets old. It's just a confinement that's, and it's a reminder Every sure. time you put your mask on while you're putting it on, which is good, I know. I've got to still stay aware this is not going Oh, away. right, right. But I just, everyone's going on, sorry, slam the desk. Everyone's going on talking and talking and meeting about it, what we should do and this and that. I just pipe up. I don't want to wear a mask anymore. Everybody got real quiet and just looked at me. Right. And like, I'm going to wear a mask if that's required. Right. I'm going to do whatever is required. I'm just so tired of wearing one. And I found I am a little angst. I went out yesterday because I was mad. So I got in my car and drove. Yeah. What better thing to do when you're mad to get in your car and drive, right? Smart idea. Yeah. I just blare my rock and roll. Yeah. I don't speed or anything, but it, I just got to get away when I get that way. Yeah. I had to run a couple errands really fast. I went and did that in both stores they were little stores that I went into mm -hmm. no one had masks on well one of the guys that was coming out did but the other customers didn't the people behind the counter didn't they still had the sign on mm -hmm. and I had mine on and they left it on but it made me kind of like yeah now that I see people without a mask it made me uncomfortable mm -hmm. and I really don't like that feeling well and it's it's weird because, I mean, on one hand, I don't like the masks. Yeah. They're cumbersome and annoying. Yep. And, you and can't if you have bad breath that day, you can't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Or you didn't brush your teeth or whatever, then wear it, you know. But being able to see people's faces and that is, you know, I miss that. Yeah. But there's, you know, you have should I or shouldn't I or here we are. I mean, when we went to that thing that weekend, yeah. that conference that weekend, where at first everybody was wearing them and doing a really good job, but by the end of the weekend, they were all off and yeah. wearing them on their chins, and which is fine. I have a hard time. The type of person that, and I try not to insert myself somewhere where I shouldn't when right. it comes to that. So why? Can't. That's right. why I, I kept mine on. Right. I wasn't going to be compelled to take it off because they didn't have it on. Right. And it also caused that angst of they don't have a mask on. You know, and I know part of it's because it's been the training for right. the past year. You right. wear your mask. Right. And you don't want to get other people sick. You don't want to get sick yourself. Right. So it made me wonder. I don't know. How do you I, navigate I honestly, it? I, and I think that's why a lot of people are feeling anxious because yeah. I don't know how to navigate it. Yeah. I know all I can do is what's what's right for me or what I'm comfortable with. But for the most part, it's, you know, there's some people out there who have resisted the mask, have fought the mask, who don't believe in the mask, which is fine, whatever. That's completely on them. I'm just talking about more about me and how I right. navigate all of right. that. You know, there's if that's how they want to do it, that's how they're going to do it. And I have right. no control or say so or anything over that. I just know for me, 
shaking hands, hugging, being around. How do you know? I'm still not going to shake hands, I don't think. Well, and I don't think I will either. I just, you know, there's this, okay, kind of like all of a sudden we can kind of go back to some semblance of normal. Right, right. How do you go about doing that? Because I think what's going to happen, I don't know about you, but certain situations where I've been around people, and they go to shake my hand or give me a hug, and I take a step back, and they kind of look at you like you're weird because you're not hugging them, and it's kind of a rejection, but it's not meant as a rejection. Right. And it's, you know. So we got to learn to be settled with ourselves. Right, exactly. I'm doing what I feel is best for me right now. Right. Like when I was talking about with our own mental health and boundaries and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hug certain people Mm -hmm. I had my reasons and I didn't want to do it same thing with COVID right it's my boundary it's what I need to do for me and it's not personal right so therefore if they take it personally then they're dealing with it that's their problem it's easy to say but it still affects do you know what I mean? Uh, I do, but because of COVID, it mm-hmm. has helped me to feel better when I don't oh, want to shake hands. I'm a lot more comfortable with, hey, if you're uncomfortable with it, I'm very sorry. I don't feel like, oh, it's your problem. Right. But I do feel like, for me, I can't walk around feeling bad all the time because someone... Oh, no. and I... That's how I would have been a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I'm not. I feel bad. Yeah, I'm not saying that we should feel bad about it. What I'm saying is that it's a new thing that we've never really had to confront. Right. Do you know what I mean? But that's what I mean. Where it's so it's we still have to be be awkward. Right. I think everybody's going to be awkward. Right. Whether you wear a mask or not. Oh, definitely. Whether you're vaccinated or not. Yep. I think everybody's in that frame of mind where it's like, okay, what is the right thing to do or how do I approach this or how do I navigate through this? be a lot of anxious, awkward people. (laughs) Exactly. Because you said it perfect. Awkward is the right word. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is because things are opening up and June 2nd in Ohio, things are going to be a little different. And for those who are vaccinated, we can go without masks and I don't I don't know, there's a lot less colds, there's a lot less flus, there's a lot less. So, you know, it just kind of goes to show you that it does make a difference. Whether you believe them or not, it does make a difference. Right. But anyway, I think it's just the the whole, you know, we've gone, what, almost a year and a half, year and five months or whatever it's been, where this has been so strongly enforced upon us. And now we're starting to come back to some semblance of normal. Right. You know, not completely, but away. Here we are going, okay, so now what? How do we how do we do this? Right. Whether it's sitting in a meeting or doing family stuff, you know, I remember when I was fully vaccinated and, and waited you know, the two weeks after I got my second shot and stuff and my dad is fully vaccinated, being able to hug my dad for the first time was such right. a wonderful thing. I mean, right. I got a big lump in my throat and, you yep. know, because it had been a long time. Yep. Hugging people is uh, just the touch. Yes. The facial expression. connection again. Yes, the connection. The two energies collide. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's definitely gonna it's gonna take a while for people to start to feel oh, definitely. comfortable again. They're, everyone's gonna have to find their personal yeah what they're comfortable with. And I love you said the word awkward because that's how I felt at Anderson. Yeah. I was kind of people go shake my hand and I would put the fist out or right. go you know I just put my hands up. But how are you right. doing? And try to give them a big smile right. to let them know. It's not that I don't want to shake your hand. I don't want to shake anyone's hand. Right. And also, too, people would see, like, Kathy and I not wearing our masks around each other or giving each other a hug. or But we had been together through the whole thing. Right. So we both knew if either one of us had it, 
we'd be giving it to each other. Right. Because we were still running errands, going to the one meeting. We did vacation. Right. And the only reason why we kept doing that is because we were already doing it in the beginning. Right. So we just stayed. It would have been like a family member living in the house. Right. Because we're about the only connection people right. we had. Kind of like me and Gabe. Yeah. You know, I mean, you we, guys were together working every day. Right. Every day. And if one of us was going to have it, the other one was going to have it regardless. Right. You know? I mean, we are together at least eight hours a day. And then right. during the whole COVID thing with the shutdown, uh, we went shopping with each other. I'd go get right. them and we'd go shopping. Because you had already been together. Yeah. Right. That's we what Kathy and I did. Yeah. That makes a difference. I don't know. I think it's just a big shift in things and how we do things. And it's not all about COVID. I know for me personally, coming out of winter was kind of a dark, cold, lonely. Wonderful Ohio. <laughs> right. Winter, during COVID. You know, during COVID and the sun's out, the weather's nice and kids are out there playing and just the whole shift in everything. Yes. I couldn't know? wait for summer because it's so less COVID. Yeah. And now with them opening up and it being summer. Right. And of course, I also think about, are we going to have another numbers Uptick. up? Yeah. Because of it. I don't know. The numbers have gone either. down. So if one thing I just want to say, if, if anything... The one thing that it taught us, and of course, I'm the one to bring this up, be clean. <laughs> keep your hands clean and keep them away from your face. Right. And if you're out somewhere shopping and you're touching a bunch of stuff, just remember to sanitize before you put your hands on your steering wheel or your mouth or right. rub your eyes or you know, whatever. But that's a like a number one thing. Sure. Because even though we can give it through our face and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. If we're at least keeping up with what we learned about, I mean, I'm not a big, I am a big sanitizer, but not for everybody right. because I think too much is anything is not good, but just washing your hands and trying yeah. not to touch your face, that kind of stuff. Cause then you're not distributing it. I mean, that's the, one of the main things. Yeah. That's little that I, all can keep doing oh right right I, and i think that's that's important i think oh just all the covering your mouth when you sneeze or cough and right just the basic kind of stuff i think we all figured out that uh at there least were a lot of people that didn't that didn't now maybe they figured it out yeah. that <laughs> i mean be in a store or at a meeting or something and someone's hacking behind you you know, they're not covering it, even with their hand, they're not right. even covering it, they're just spraying it out into the world. <laughs> right. But yeah, I like the numbers of the flu gone down too. Yeah. Getting used to wearing a mask, and now they're like, oh, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. Right. If you're vaccinated, you can go do this, you can do that. Well, not vaccinated, but immunized. Then, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, it, I'm sure I want to take my mask off. Right, right. <laughs> but well, and I think that's that's part of the the angst that people are having. I think that you know, with things opening back up, people who've worked at home can go back to work if their company's doing it. How's that going to work for people? Do they have a choice to continue staying at home? Right. Working or right. not, do they feel safe? Yep. You know, I think that there's going to be some people who would prefer to stay home working, especially caretakers of kids. And right. do you know what I mean? So I just wonder, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of, of anxiety surrounding how we're going to navigate through all of that weddings and how are people going to know that they're safe if they go to a wedding and vaccinated versus not vaccinated is there you, do you know what i mean yes oh yeah I just there's think so that many things that you just it's gonna it's gonna take a while for things to come come back out of how to redo that you know i mean and i think a lot of positive things have come from it oh gotcha you like know? working at a home right and companies figuring out being able to stay with your kids and still work and, right yeah. 
I think they, the innovation that has come out of this, oh, yeah. and forcing people to do things differently and family members who didn't spend a lot of time together, spent a lot of time together, yes. figured that out. Yes. Kids being home from school and the innovation around that. And I know my counselor has been through Zoom. Yeah. And I loved it. Being yeah. Up. I'm staying that way. We might do like once a month where I go see her. Right. But a lot of times, you know, I have my appointment and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to drive that day. Yeah. Or if I have to cancel at the last minute because I can't go. Right. So this way I know Oh, sure. that I can still get my counseling. You know? Absolutely. And for me, I mean, and they're covering it, the insurance right. for the people. Right. Right. They don't even have or to worry doctor's about, appointments because yeah. they've opened up. Or the up. face doctor appointments, right. you know, because right. I'm still doing some of those on Zoom. Sure. Because if we're just talking, what's the sense of going in? Right. So I think that is wonderful thing. Sure. To be able to do check-ins without driving, without face-to-face, -face, being around other people and being right. nervous. And, I mean, without COVID. Right. You know, there's if it ever goes away. I don't think it'll ever go away. I think they'll it. You it's know, it's like a flu thing, right? It'll just kick up every so often. Yeah, I think they'll have. Well, and with variants, they'll have to change the vaccine. I don't know how they're going to do all that. I I'm sure that somehow, some way, it'll get figured out as far as that goes. But I don't. Right. It's. I don't think it's ever going to disappear. Yeah. I was hoping to be one of those things where just kick ass and then leave. Right, right. I think that's going to be another determination, how people feel is when they open it up, what happens with the numbers. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what people watch. Oh, sure. Is the numbers. Is it sure. going back up? Is it, are these immune people getting it? Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Well, and the death rate and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's all we were tuned to looking yeah. at. It's not like a little bug. <laughs> it's a wicked little son of a bee. <laughs> Jeez. No, I just, I think that a lot of people are feeling the anxiety surrounding it. And, and that, I think for me lately, it hasn't just been the COVID stuff. I think it's just been, you know, when you cut certain things out of your life, Right. Because you have to. Because it's exactly what I was thinking um, as you were, yeah. You know, being compromised and, you know, there's things you cut out of your life because you can't or shouldn't and right. just don't want to take the risk. And now it's opening and putting those back in there and trying to figure out what you want to put back yep. and what you don't want to put back. Yep things you want to continue doing and things that you don't want to. It's, it's kind of like figuring out a new boundary or figuring out, you know, I know for me that I learned about myself that I enjoy spending time alone. I don't have to be busy all the time. I don't have to be doing all the time. It's right. kind of like a reprieve from you know, some of the chaos or working so much. I tend to be one of those people who, if the work's there, I'm going to do it at whatever cost. Right. You know what I mean? So that's a good thing for you then. Oh, absolutely. That's a great thing. But again, knowing what I want or bring back in and filter out stuff that I don't want is, yes. you know, I think that's a little... That's a little tricky in and of itself. Yep. I'm used to doing what I've always done. Yeah. And now that I hadn't been able to do what I've always done, what do I actually want to be doing? And what do I want to be a part of? And what do I need versus just doing as right. we've always done? And I think that trying to figure that out is is a little tricky and because it's so easy to fall back into what we've always done right and I personally don't want to do that because I have found it actually more relaxing mm -hmm. to have some more time for me but also doing things that I 
had put off for a long time, didn't have time to do, whatever it is. Yes. Big, small, it doesn't really matter. Just yes. whatever it is, because I was always doing, doing, doing. Right. And realizing now that I have more of a choice than I thought I did. Yes. And you only live once. Well, right. Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing with COVID that I think some people, it was easy for me because I wasn't working. Right. My wanting to take little trips or go visit people that like to visit and stuff like that. Obviously, that was a damper. And once a week, liking to go and have breakfast at a restaurant. I First time right. I ate in a restaurant was that weekend. Right. In over a year, a year right. and a half. It was weird. Yeah. It was so weird. But I know for other people from you and what so many others have said, it's kind of like COVID made us have to stop and stay home. And a lot of people found out things that they like to do and want to do mm -hmm. after the initial shock of it all. And now they know they want to find time for it in their life. Right. Like you said, I don't want to work so much and make a couple extra bucks when I can be home canning. Right. I can be home playing with the dogs outside longer than usual. Right. Whatever yours is. Or napping. <laughs> exactly. I've you know? to napping. <laughs> I think napping is always a good thing. I don't know the older I get. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I nap all the time, but I do nap yeah. when I used to. Yeah. <laughs> which feels wonderful. And some people can take those little naps and feel better the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm not very good at that. Walt could no. do that. He could fall asleep for 50 minutes and be rejuvenated for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. Like, if I don't get two hours, I just wait until I go to bed. Right, right. I knew a guy who used to set a timer for 20 minutes, and he'd, he'd call them his power naps. Yeah. And he'd be fine afterwards. I don't know. For me, a, a nap is... A little longer than 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. Mine has to be like two hours. Forget it. <laughs> I don't know how to make them shorter. Right. But I know I am excited. If it was opening up in the wintertime, I know I would be more anxious. Yeah. Yeah. But since sure. they're opening up in the summer where people have windows open and we're outside more and just feeling free. Right. I do feel better about it. And um, the other part of me is like, oh, good, I don't have to wear a mask anymore. I'm taking it off and done. Right. Until he starts back up again. And I am fully vaccinated. So right. I keep saying vaccinated. Is that the right word? Yeah. You're okay. fully vaccinated. You've had both doses. Yeah. It's vaccinated. It's not immunized. It's vaccinated. Vaccinated. Okay. Yeah. It's a vaccine <laughs> that we've received. Immunized is like polio. Right. I think so. It's a different kind. Of yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's what I think. I don't either. I don't know, doctor. Yeah. Just an old lady talking on a podcast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's for sure. But I am looking forward to just being out around people with less stress. Yeah. I am. I'm very much. Because I know a lot of more people are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And because the numbers have gone down, we're still up our county. Yeah, we're I know. We're still up there. So there's a lot of places still not opening. Yeah. You know, because of it. I heard somebody say the other day, we need to get out and blow the stink off of us. Because we've been locked up for yep. so long, you know. Open yep. windows and get out, see some sunlight and partake in, in some of that. I think for me that some of the anxiety comes from being around a lot of people. I've never been one who liked a lot of people. Right. I don't do crowds well yep. anyway, yep. and this just adds a little more to it. Right. Because how do you know? I mean, it's not going to stop me from doing what I need to right. do, and I'm not living in this, oh, if I go around people, I'm going to get sick and die. Or, you know, right. I don't think that. Right. It just causes like a said, pause. We're relearning. Right. The pause. We're Causing relearning it again. Pause. What am I going to do? What do I want? Yeah. Right. Is this something that I really want to be doing or that kind of thing? So I think that, that it'll be interesting to watch to see how, how pe different people navigate it and how they find what they need to do through it. And 
It's helped me realize when I was talking to you about it, about the being overstimulated, learning that about myself because sure. of not being around people. And then when I started more going to stores more, I found how too much lights, too much noise, all that stuff sure. gets to me. Big crowds always do. Yeah. And it, I was talking to Kathy about it last week. I do it a lot. One of you know, like things you realize about yourself and COVID helped me realize being by myself and being comfortable. When I'm at meetings or I get around a bunch of people, I start doing the shoulder hunch and pull in like I'm trying to hide. Right. And I just started noticing about a month ago because I've been going to my meeting regular and then we went to the weekend and. Mm -hmm starting that again right i haven't done that since i was like a teenager and it was annoying because it's a something you can see you can right. i am like the high when i'm uncomfortable right. i act like oh i'm okay i'm okay but i noticed it when i was at the uh punderson and i noticed at the meeting i'm like oh so i was setting up making sure i put my shoulders back because it's not that i'm anxious about being in the group it's just normal for me to be that way so now that I'm getting back into the groups I need to get my brain again saying it's okay sure doing all that retraining that it did for years sure being around people because I know I have social anxiety I deny it half my more than half right my life. right I used to give right. speeches and presentations right so here I am, like, oh, my gosh, I have to retrain myself again. <laughs> well, and I think it's interesting because it can be, I know for me, it can be a little triggering as far as I can do alone. You can what? Do alone. Oh, yeah. I can. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then having to put myself back out there again right. is. I have to relearn it all over again. Yeah, and it can. But it also has to do with, here goes a little over a year where I didn't have to do all of that. Right. So I got real comfortable yes. not having to do yes. it. And where it had taken me so long to get to the point to where it was okay right. to be out and about. Right. You know, and now all of a sudden, here we are coming back to that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a, a little twist in my thinking or I don't know how to explain it I think of it as a relearning or just because I don't I love being by myself I yeah. just I'm great but I also love the energy of others mm -hmm. and I don't want my anxieties to deny myself that right because to me, that's my mental health issues, my anxieties, my nervousness around people. But I love being around them. Mm -hmm. And it's best when I'm around them and I don't talk because then I talk, talk, talk because I'm so nervous. So <laughs> then you're everyone's like, well, how come you're not talking? So I chose the how come you're not talking. Yeah. I like to be around people. So I try to shut my mouth. But I just, I have to relearn again. I mean, that's the only way I could, because like you said, I'm. I'm really good here. Yeah. So now I have to make the choice. How far am I going to go back out into it again? Right. Forget COVID. Just right. being around people again. Right. Because I love going to the beach. This yeah. is a good example. I love going to the beach. But I still have my days where when I go to the beach, I'm uncomfortable because there's so many people. Yeah. And other days, I love it. Right. But I still don't go on those days that I'm like, oh my gosh, there's going to be so many people. Because I'm not going to deny myself the enjoyment I love. Yeah. You know, I just love the sunshine and the water. Right. So it's kind of with the COVID thing. Like you said, now I have to turn my brain around again and say, okay, what right. am I? I've learned I like to do this. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be alone. Everyone always thinks there's something right. wrong with right. it. Right. And it's not, for me, it is, I think you use the word one day, it's like recharging. Yeah. And it's just a lot longer than other people. 
Well, and you know, for me, when it comes to that, I mean, take COVID out of it, it, it took me a long time to be okay with being an introvert. I compared myself to other people and yep. thought I needed to be like them. Yep. You know, I needed to be out there and extroverted and in the thick of it and yep. around all of, you know, in the muck and yes. all of that. And it took me such a long time to be okay with not being okay with that. Yes. You know, insane. That's not where I draw my energy from. Right. I need peace and quiet. I need sometimes dark. I need not so much outside stimulus Stimulation. coming right. in at me all the time. And I had read a book. It's called Quiet by Susan Cain. And it's introvert, extrovert kind of stuff. You know, I remember being in grade school and getting, you know, in trouble because I was so introverted. And the teacher had called my parents in for a parent-teacher conference. And yep. she was talking about how I was so quiet and shy and that they needed to help me overcome all of that. Yep. And, you know, I always felt so different because I, I am an introvert. Right. I can stand in front of a, a room of people today and tell my story or introduce people because I'm more comfortable with me, but it's still not where I draw my energy. And I'm okay with that. Right. That's not what I like to do. Yeah. I That is not my, that's not in my wheelhouse. Right. But for me, it took me so long to understand. And, you know, it makes me have some empathy and compassion for people who are introverts who don't know that about themselves and still think that they should be this yep. way. That was me. Because forever. there's right, there's more people who are extroverted than introverted. Right. And you know, I mean there's a whole thing about it. And when you know how we're taught in AA that we're not to say no kind of a thing, you know, or to give back what has been so freely given to us. And right. I can do that. But I can't do that every day of the week. No. I can't be that on right. all the time. Because and some people do. And right. That's and that's fine. wonderful. And some people don't. And that's fine. Right. right. But it took me a long time to overcome that and to realize that that's just not me. Yeah. I just, that's not who I am. Yep. That book actually helped me quite a bit with that. It helped me understand the difference in how introverts growing up, I mean, you know, not having that assurance that it was okay yeah. to be. Oh, it's still. I'm I, sure it's not. I'm sure it's a little better than it was, maybe not a lot, but, you know, I just think. As soon as you said the story, I went through that with Selena. Teachers, fourth grade, she's so shy and quiet and she's this and she, I mean, she needs to raise her hand more she doesn't want to talk and I told the teacher I mean I leaned into her and Selena was in the room at yeah. the time which really irritated me I said there's nothing wrong with Selena she just doesn't like to talk a lot she has been that way her whole life right as a toddler you know, the kids would all gather together all the time and joke and talk. Sure. And another kid would come into daycare and they'd be like, oh, hey, you know, and they would, toddlers are, you know. Right. And Selena, man, they'd back her into a corner. Hi, Selena, how are you? And she'd be like backing up, backing <laughs> right. up, backing up. And she'd wave and she'd look at me like, oh, my gosh, get these kids away from me. Right. She just was always... Quiet, shy, and introvert. Yeah. But she had so many friends in school. Oh, sure. And at recess, she was out playing. Sure. She got invited to parties. I mean, the one day, and I loved it, was after the parent-teacher conference. She had a dentist appointment, so I brought her later to the pool party at the end of the year that they had. And I walked with her up to check her in at the pool and like five girls come running up to her Selena Selena we're so glad you made it and this right. and that and I just remember looking at the teacher like hello right just because you 
think she should be talking and yakking all the time. Right. She also had very good grades. There was absolutely nothing wrong with Selena. Right. Selena even got picked on in high school. Mm. She was so quiet. She thought she was better than everybody. And people tried to ride her and get her vote. And she just sat there. She wouldn't talk back to them. She didn't try to fight. Nothing. You know, and they all thought it was weird. Right. And I thought part of it was because she was okay with herself. Mom told her it right. was okay. You right. Know, and we didn't have anyone. And for me, because I was so scared and paranoid all the time and wanted to be alone, I went the exact opposite. I bounced off the walls. I kept super busy. I was, like, always trying to talk to people and do stuff. Right. And I'd go home exhausted. Yeah. Because it, I was not being me. Right. I was being what other people thought I should be or what I thought I should be and or because I had to be around people I didn't know how to do it. Right. So I just would get wiggy is what I would do. I would yeah. just over stimulate make myself crazy like some people i know that are extroverts they don't need that much right she'll have her phases where she needs to and i believe that we all do oh we yeah i think it's a continuum yeah i think there's it's a, a gray scale where right. you are on that i'm so glad you told us about this book because yeah. it's a really awesome yeah. book it really sometimes is. i still feel I don't know, like, it's not okay. I'm always trying to tell people, I'm okay, I'm okay. Because Walt used to get mad at me. You haven't been out in a week. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Right. <laughs> I'm happy. Right. I'm I'm okay. Right. And it was also winter. And I'm like, plus it's winter. Right. Whatever. He, he was out every night of the week, socializing, talking, doing the meetings. You know. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yep, yep. But that's because some people do, you know, they isolate and they go into deep depressions and it means they're becoming, oh, I forget that word, where people don't want to leave their house, agoraphobic, agoraphobic you know, and yeah. I understand that there are sure. actual mental health issues, sure, sure. but for some of us, it's what keeps us mentally healthy. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely got mental health awareness in today. Right? Isn't that the truth? I know for me, being an introvert and somebody who does suffer from depression, I have to be care very careful to... I'm sure uh, you do. Yeah. Make sure I'm doing yeah, what I need to line. do to address depression because it's so easy for me to be alone anyway. I mean, oh, not yeah. that I don't need people, because I do need people. Oh, yeah. I've Everybody missed does. people. I've missed connections with people, but I don't need a hundred. Right. You know, give me two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. And every day, all day, can't yeah. too much. Right. But um, but I definitely have to be very mindful, because it's easy for me to be alone. Right. And being depressed on top of it, you know, if I'm not treating the depression or whatever. Oh, yeah. It it can be a black hole that's hard to come out of. And I usually need help getting out of it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know. Because I have been there. Said When you're already okay with being alone. Yeah. If you start, if I start to get depressed or I have something else going on, it makes it very easy to sure. not ask for help and yep. get deeper and darker because yeah. that's my nature. Right. I just watched a, a really good movie about a woman who was agoraphobic. It's kind of a woman in the window or something like that. Amy Adams. I think I know what you're talking about. That I've watched like two or three of those kind of movies. Yeah, it's just recent too. I mean, it's it's actually very new. It was actually really good though. But at the end, she comes out and gets back into mainstream of life a little bit there and which is always good because that that would be horrible but um well that's another mental health issue we're, we're covering all kinds today yeah i think anything you you talk about i think being it makes a lot of sense to me why a lot of us in recovery do have mental health issues 
or we had mental health issues and became addicts or alcohol right or right because it was well it's in the brain there's no doubt about yeah that. i mean we found ease and comfort in the addiction where mm-hmm. we didn't find it before right why we did the steps for people because right. everyone has some kind of little addiction or something that they're powerless over. sure it's just in our brain yeah something that triggers it interesting i went to a sex anonymous meeting once yeah weirdest strangest because i had a girlfriend that was going mm-hmm. and all i could think about was sex anonymous meeting that's kind of like, ooh, a hookup meeting. I mean, that's all I can think about. Right. If you know that everyone's here for Sex Anonymous, you know you can find someone to have sex with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was really weird being there. But I also think that of like-minded right. people well, can help of like-minded do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I just, it was just the weirdest thing. Just probably because we can't relate to that. You know, at least I can. I don't know about no. you, but I can't relate to that. But it makes sense. It's it's kind of like, I mean, not just AA meetings or NA meetings or CA meetings or Al-Anon meetings. We're all there for the same kind of thing, right. you know, same kind of problem or right. issue or whatever it is. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a chemical, an alcohol problem. Or right. That's why kind of I said to her, I went to her, because she wanted me to go for sports yeah. the first oh, time absolutely. she was going to this meeting. Yeah. And there was like 20, 25 people there. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well, when you go to an A meeting, you know all these people are drunk. So you might be able to find someone to go out and get drunk with. It's the same with here. You right. Me. You might right. be able to find someone. I that doesn't want to do what they're supposed to do. Right. I remember the first meeting I went to and the first person, the first woman I met in that meeting, I thought for sure she was drunk or high on something. And she wasn't. She was just just a real happy, yeah. nice, sweetheart yeah. kind of a person. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Why are you talking to this, you know, 15-year-old punk who looks like a get punk who doesn't and you're like in your 30s or what however old she was why are you talking to me you know i thought for sure she was on something or wanted something yeah you know what i mean right <laughs> when she didn't but no anyway. she was just being a good AA. yeah yep she had her hand out there yep you know which was i still remember that and she's still around today i get a kick out of seeing her I think about that when I talk to younger people in AA, because I mean, people that were my age were ancient oh, when fun. I was younger. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think back now and I thought, well, Pat was only in her 30s, but I was 18. I thought she was like 60. Right. You know I mean, how you see things when you're younger? My sponsor was like oh, 10 years older than me and I thought she was older. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. And now I'm that old lady. And, like, when I try to talk to them, I try to remind them I know I'm old. Yeah. So, we're just talking about the same thing that bit me, bit you. Exactly. Doesn't matter our age. You know? Exactly. Exactly. But it is. It's it's weird, because both of us know coming in so young. Yeah. And now being one of those old timers. Right. It's so weird. Right. I know I had a conversation with somebody and I think it's it's it may be hard for them to re, to understand that you can be an alcoholic at 16 years old. Yes. You know, granted, I was very blessed and I was a high bottom drunk. Thank God. Right. Because I probably wouldn't be alive today or right. I'd be locked up. Yeah. Something. But some people do. If you don't know me or don't, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They have a hard time. Yeah. I do. With that. Yeah. And that's all right. I mean, I get it. Oh, I yeah. do. I didn't experience a lot of things that people experience. Yep. I didn't. Then you don't have to. That's the joy of this right. world. Everybody does their own thing. <laughs> the, the difference being is, is that I was blessed enough and God showed me 
enough grace and mercy to put me in the room of AA when I was 16 years old. And I went, oh, my goodness. Yes, this is my problem. Right. And then there were assholes like me that got it at 15 <laughs> and didn't get sober till 20 and had to go back out after 10 years. I think the important thing is, <sighs> is that I, I found myself in the big book. Yep. You know, I was told that if I could find myself within those pages that I belonged. Yep. And that the only requirement was a desire to stop drinking. And you, you accepted know. it. Yeah. I wouldn't. That was part of my problem. Yep. I was being stubborn. And it's like you said, I found my ease and comfort in alcohol. Right. And I wanted everything else to be the problem. Right. I was even willing to be crazy. But I didn't want to give up that alcohol. Sure. Because it gave me my ease and comfort. It gave me false courage. Sure. I really had, I mean, I was always afraid. I'm, I'm still always afraid. But I can live through it now. Right. But alcohol would give me that courage where I wasn't. Right. It's was like when I was on the streets. I was afraid. But between adrenaline and needing to survive, I, I had lots of false courage. Because right. I had to. Right. But living in society and being an introvert not knowing it. Yeah. And being hypersensitive and having all these other oh, issues. Oh, sure. Sure. I just wanted to blame everything else. Don't take my alcohol. Right. <laughs> well, it was the solution for me. And then it was like, then it wasn't. Then it wasn't. Exactly. Then it wasn't. Yeah. You know. And I do, I just... I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right word. I always think how special and wonderful the people that were younger and got sober mm -hmm. that stayed sober. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they, it was like life promised them a better life than what they could have had. Oh, And sure. I just, I never think, oh, you only drank for two or three years. That's it. All it takes is a couple months to find out. Right. If you truly are a drunk, you're going to know it pretty damn quick. Yeah, I remember hearing some of the old timers back then saying, I spilled more beer on my tire yeah. than you probably ever drank. And I didn't spill mine. Well, I was thinking maybe if you wouldn't have spilled so much, you might have got here a little yeah. quicker. There you know, you kind of a thing. But, you know, I just remember feeling so um, questioning whether I belonged, you yeah. know, but thankfully I had strong women yes. in my life that said, hey, you belong. Yeah. Look at this. Remember this. Yeah. You're powerless. Your life became unmanageable. Yes. Look how it is now. Versus, So I'm extremely grateful for that because I know I don't question it today. There's no mental reservation at all. That's good. Yeah, me neither. Took you know. me a while, but I have control. Right. I think I said to you once, oh, Nance, I'll know if I'm out of control. <laughs> I think I remember that's exactly yep. how I said it to yep, you. Yep, yep. And I was totally out of control. Well. But that was my my. That thing. was your disease. Was... Right. No. Yeah. Anyway. We came around to alcoholism. Yeah, we came around to alcoholism. <laughs> well, that's all right, too. But it does fit for anything that you're powerless Sure. For. Sure. It doesn't really matter. It's just our our experience and what we've gone through. And plus, today is just a conversation day, as you mm -hmm. said. And that's what came up. Um, let's see. What else can come up? I'm trying to think. What I hear has been going out there. I kind of have been like not paying attention to anything. This is like third I week in a row. Not paying attention to the news. I don't know what's going on. At the time, I wouldn't even know what was going on with COVID if it wasn't for my girls or Facebook. Right, right. <laughs> I just, I've been doing the house. I've been trying to organize some stuff because I'm downsized even more. Hey, you only live once. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. And that's exactly it. You only live once. Yep. And when you get old, you don't have much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here today. 
I hope that you felt like you were in the midst of a conversation and you had your own little input, which sometimes I really wish I could hear. I would love it if you guys want to send us a comment or a thought on any of our podcasts that we've done just to hear. It's just always good to hear what other people think because sometimes it makes things click for me that I didn't realize before. Right. You know, I mean, that's the whole point of being with one another. Right. If you want to visit our website, reallylife20.com, our email is 20reallylife20 at gmail.com. And that's two and zero. Two zero. Reallylife20 at gmail.com. So thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for spending your time with us today. And we hope that wherever you are, that you're starting to enjoy your freedom if it's an area that's finally getting warmer. And with COVID, you know, whatever you're going to be comfortable with. And we hope the anxiety is not too strong for you. But you're not alone, that's for sure. Right. And we, we are, are out. out.